welcome to Building with Bluebird, the design and renovation podcast brought to you by Christian Case and Jeremy Thomason, directors of Bluebird Design and Build. Highlighting the do's and don'ts of renovating or building your dream home, this podcast will give you the insider's guide to the home building journey. As well as interviewing other industry specialists, Christian and Jeremy bring their knowledge and expertise to the table for you, the people. Now, let's get into this episode. And if you enjoy, please like, share and subscribe. Hi, welcome back to Building with Bluebird. You're here with Christian and Jeremy. And today we've got episode eight, which is where we're going to discuss renovating versus building a new home. Yeah, so this is probably a question we get asked a lot when people approach us and they don't know what they want to do, whether they reno an existing property or they start over from scratch and build new. Yeah, I guess the first step of that is the design process and the differences that we would see with what's involved in designing a new home or maybe just finding a pre-finished set of plans that you like that will fit on your block versus what's involved with the planning stages for a small or large-scale renovation. What do you think is sort of the main differences there? Firstly, it's cost. Obviously, for a reno design, it normally costs you more because you've got to go out and do a site measure of the existing property. And then also, depending if you've got a sort of a turnkey or a um, pre-designed product, like you mentioned, that you've got a set of plans there that maybe get included in your build so you don't have to actually pay for that design. Yeah. And then you've obviously got a new build, which is then normally a little bit less work in terms of design work, but it can actually be a little bit harder because you've got no framework to start with and there's so many ideas that you can play with on a block. So it really comes down to what can you actually do with the property and where your budget sits and what's the most efficient for your build. Yeah. And what about the consultants for the different designs? Is is it pretty much all the same apart from an engineer? Like obviously with a renovation, engineering is typically a bit harder than a new build because you've got to sort of go backwards and work out how you're going to support the house or extend off it first before you sort of work out the new areas? Yeah, so the initial consultants up front are normally a little bit higher when it comes to a reno because obviously you've got survey for both reno or new. But then, yeah, as you said, engineering, you've got to go back out and actually look at the property and review it and then draw the existing structure itself and then go forward. Whereas if it's a brand new, it's quite easy for them to to do it from the office without having to actually go to site or start over. But either way, you need a soil test for both. And then obviously it comes down to building approval as well because there's a little bit more in a new home because you're knocking down an existing home, which you need approvals for. And then also you need to start for building approval itself for a a new dwelling and renovation as well. So, And I guess the other main thing between a a reno and a new home, depending on the scale of it, is the cost. Obviously, with a renovation, we have to go back so many steps before we start going forward. I think we've had a few clients that have started with like an old Queenslander or colonial thinking they're going to do this magical renovation and then get designs done through people. And then when they actually realize the costs involved with the renovation, they sometimes decide that it's going to be better for them and maybe not more cost effective, but a better end product to get rid of it if they can and start new. Yeah. So if it's, um, say for an example, you've got an existing house and you have to go back through and strip every bit of wall because it's asbestos or strip all the bathrooms and put a new roof on and then lift it, you're stuck to that footprint to start with. And then you're also going backwards before you go forwards. So you could be spending 
60, 70 grand just in demo costs and raising it to get to a certain point where is if you start a brand new one, you don't have to go through that sort of stuff. You just got to knock the house down and start yeah. over or you've got a brand new block of land and yeah. you don't have to worry about knocking it down at all. Yeah, especially with a raise and build. Like I remember to raise and re-stump and steal a house. It used to be like between 20, 25 grand going back a couple of years and now it feels like that's easily doubled yes. up into 40, mid-40s. Yeah, definitely. So you're sort of paying to use the existing structure. And the thing is, if it's not ideal or it's not efficient, doesn't work the way you want it to, then what's the point of holding onto it? Obviously, depending in Brisbane here and also throughout Queensland, depending on where you're actually located, sometimes you can't actually change some of the house. If it's a character home, council are not fans of you ripping out too much of it. Yeah. They want you to keep the existing heritage of the house and the street frontage. So there's get some big monstrosity in the middle of the street that changes the streetscape. Yeah. One of the jobs we're working on at the moment at Graceville was they were looking to do a reno at the start, weren't they, when you started chatting with them? So, yeah, the house was obviously ideal for the time that they had it, but as the family grew, then it wasn't the most efficient layout in terms of cross-ventilation, lighting, and then they were looking to renovate. And by the time we looked at it, by the time we removed everything, it would just be the frame that's left and we'd have to rejig the frame to get it to the way they wanted it. So there was no point. It was just more cost effective to knock it down than start over and so you can get a better outcome, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, from a building point of view, when you're with a renovation, if we're trying to be budget conscious with the existing structure, we always try and convince people to sort of not change old walls and wall lines and structural elements within a build. If it's a raise and build, like leaving some of the upstairs is always a good idea as it is and just trying to work with what you've got rather than changing wall frames and load bearing walls and stuff because that's where you really start to chew up additional labor that you sort of don't really see that gain from because you've sort of go backwards and then go forwards again. (laughs) (laughs) Anything structural really adds quite a bit of cost to the build. So by the time you have to get an engineer involved and then moving walls around. And then obviously you don't know what's happening with the roof or the roof structure is going to have to change. Yeah. It can add quite a bit of a a cost to it. So you're sort of going backwards to go forwards. Yeah, that's Um, right. Yeah. So it's sort of weighing up. But the probably the the first thing you need to worry about is can you actually knock it down? Especially yeah, here in Queensland, a lot of our stuff's protected and depending on the zoning. Yeah, which area you're in, which overlays you've got. Yeah, is it pre-war? Like, yeah, which pre-46. Is, yeah, and then also 11, 1911 as yeah. well. So there's all council maps. You can look at all the before and after photos of the years, but just because it's not on there doesn't mean you can't, but it's just able to be removed. So we normally get a town planner or a um, certifier involved from the beginning before we um, move forward and then get the green light from them because there's no point designing everything and then finding out you can't actually remove the house or yeah, you can't yeah. change too much of the facade. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. So Um, yeah, your first point of call is obviously get a builder out there or the designer out there and get them to speak to their town planner and let you know what you can actually do and and not do before actually engaging someone and moving ahead with design work. Spending money on design and consultants before you get all excited. Yeah. Well you don't want to get all excited and then find out, oh no, you can't knock it down. You've just spent six months designing this brand. You're gonna knock over this eighteen hundreds cottage and Yeah. It's full of asbestos and horsehair plaster and all the nice old school insulation in the roof. So, yeah, it's just basically figuring out what you can and can't do with your block and then go from there and then assess your costs. Yeah, and I guess time frames are something that are a real drama at the moment. What are we, sort of mid-May 2022? And timber shortages are 
sort of ramping back up again in terms of floor frames and things like that. So if you're thinking about a renovation and you're talking about a raise and building underneath, that's something that can probably be sort of kicked off pretty quickly after it's been drawn and approved because wall frames aren't a huge problem at the moment, stick timber. But if you're talking about doing a big extension or a brand new subfloor. Yeah, brand new home timber floor systems are a real drama at the moment. So if you're sort of talking about a job like that that's got a new floor system and trusses and things like that, you've really got to account for those longer lead times. So Yeah, so it's what, like three months at the moment. Yeah, roughly. Yeah, roughly speaking from order. Yeah, so you can if you're gonna do a reno, you can start the raising of the house and the steel underneath and the slab which will give you a few months to order. Yeah. And then so while you're waiting for your additional materials to come along. Yeah, so at the moment, I guess, renos as well, depending on the size of the existing house, normally the upper floors you reused anyway. So it's just got yeah. steel in there to support yeah. it now, which saves a lot of money, I guess, in terms of pushing out the back a little bit more or waiting on that structure, which is a yeah big delay at the moment. So yeah. But in saying that, if you're looking to do a new build, I guess it can actually speed up on the back end. So you can order all your materials, but you're just waiting for them. We don't start construction in. So you actually start construction a little later than normal and then just get a, a good run on it. Yeah. The other benefit, obviously, about a new build is everything is brand new. Yeah. There's no it's, hidden surprises. Yeah. So like quite often when we're doing a reno, we'll be unable at the time when we're sort of looking at it before we start to assess what's happening behind wall frames and is there asbestos behind that that's been sheeted over with gyproc over the years or things like that? So it can be sort of little surprises on the way with renos that you don't get with new builds. Like is the house, has it been built out of square or have additions over the years been added and they've been built out of square? So then when you're like building it underneath or extending, you're trying to line things up and get everything to marry out, which can be little bits of additional work along the way that people haven't accounted for. Yeah, definitely. And the same with if you're going to raise a house, a lot of the time we allow to redo a bathroom upstairs just because the house is getting shifted and re-leveled. A lot of the tiles and those sort of items can crack when yeah, the house gets raised. Same with the waterproofing. like That's yeah. always a bit of a concern. If you're going to raise a house and you're trying not to touch bathrooms upstairs, what happens to that waterproofing and whose liability is that then if the waterproofing is disturbed? Yeah, same with also windows. A lot of the windows become yeah. stuck and just once the house is plumb. But in terms of, yeah, if you're going to go for a new build, everything's just straight and brand new. Yeah, You don't have any case sticky casement windows or yeah. any of those sort of items that we come to tackle head on sometimes in a lot of the projects we have to allow for. So that's just an additional cost that you've got to allow for for when you renovate an existing home. Yeah, that's right. And also, I guess, if you're renovating, depending on the slope of your site, can add quite a bit of um, cost to your new build or your renovation. So that's something to consider as well. Whereas if you're going for like a turnkey product, you'll sort of pay a premium for anything that is not a flat site. So that's something definitely to take into account if you're looking to renovate or build a new home. Yeah, that can add a lot of cost to a job as well if you're renovating and you've got the existing house still on site and you're trying to get machine access to the Mm. rear or around the side or put pools in out the back. That's all things that can take extra time because you don't have direct access in straight from the street to get materials in and machinery in and out. Yeah, I guess that's probably a good one as well. I guess if you're going to do a new home on a 400 400 block, they're normally 10 metres wide to put a pool out the back and you've got the existing home on it is extremely hard, I guess, in terms of the house will have to get raised up no matter what. So you wouldn't be able to just put a renovation on the back. Crane in a plungy. 
That's the other option, as long as there's no power lines out the front. Shout out to the boys at Plungy. That's it. <laughs> and then, so basically, uh, in terms of the approvals process here in Brisbane, at least, the approval process for a knockdown and rebuild is you need approval, firstly, to knock it down. And then once you've knocked it down, so you get all your approvals in place and then you knock it down and then the certifiers actually come out to site to make sure that it's been knocked down. It's um, been demolished properly. Yeah, demolished properly and the site's Sewer, Sewer's capped off properly and you've got a form from your plumber saying it's all been done legitimately. Yeah, and so then you go back through the new process for the new build, which is then you've got to apply for a whole new building approval. You also need your plumbing certificates or new plumbing to the existing services. And then you sort of start, basically this is when um, the renovations and the new builds align where the, the um, building approval process comes into play and they just go to the same thing where you just get your normal building approval, making sure that you're um, within your building footprints are all correct and you're with your setbacks are correct. And uh, If it's a BA and not a DA and it's for a renovation and you're adding new fixtures, do you still need a plumbing approval? Uh, I think if you're adding additional fixtures, you've got to nominate how many. That'll be part of your plumbing approval when they the plumber's finished doing all his works. Yeah. Especially like if there's a combined sewer or there's any services running through your site, you've got to allow for these sort of things, which do add additional costs. So um, Brisbane have been trying to knock out combined sewers where possible, haven't they? If yeah. you get a new plumbing approval, you have to run a new direct line. Yes, to the sewer and not go back into that combination drain. Yeah, there's, there's quite a bit to it. Like, I'm not an expert on that, but yeah, it can add substantial additional costs to the project for services, especially, yeah, if they're the last thing they want to do is if there's one blockage in someone's house that it affects somebody else in the same street, or especially if they need to get access through to their backyards, which can be a nightmare as well, especially in the older suburbs where the sewer or the stormwater is actually down that the rear of the boundaries and it runs so that the houses meet each other in the middle. I guess that can be sort of a, a nightmare in terms of getting access to it, especially yeah, service access or manholes or anything like that. With the new way that houses are sort of built a bit closer to boundaries, do you know much about the difference between, I guess, a renovation and a new build? Obviously, if it's a new build and we're doing, it's all going to be sort of fire rated to a 60-60-60 FRL or... Yeah whatever that is like. But what if we're doing something to an existing house and it's not clear of that 900 from boundary? It's got to be fully fire rated. So even if it's an existing house, we'll have to like strip those external walls. Yeah, depends. So you normally, if you're going to, you just wouldn't touch it. If you're built that close to the boundary, I'd yeah. steer clear of it. But if you're lifting and raising a house and you're moving it within that, they'll make you bring it up to code. Yeah. Yeah, there's certain setbacks that we need to meet when raising a home. They normally like it that you center the house on the block. Very rarely will they let you like move it offset to it. Yeah, offset it to a within those regulations because it just adds ridiculous amounts of costs. You've got to actually pull off the cladding, upgrade all your fire ratings so that you yeah. meet those codes just because you've touched it. Yeah, then, so that's another sort of consultant that you'll have to think about engaging as well if you're close to boundaries if you're in 900 mil yep. of boundaries is getting, and if it's a reno, you'll have to get the existing property assessed by the fire consultant and they'll have to probably do a report on it for you, which will form part of the building approval as well. Yeah, we just try to stick to as much as council guidelines as possible in terms of designing and getting your setbacks because obviously you don't want to be 
building on top of each other either. You would take that into account where next door's habitable rooms are and looking into those sort of things. So that's probably another consideration, I guess, if you're going to reno versus going new, whereas the new you can actually determine where everything is at a lot more efficient and cost-effective than if you're going to go reno. But if your home is in good condition and the front of the house is excellent and you just want to put a renovation off the back, then you can save a lot of money by doing that. Yeah, if you just wanted like a new master wing off the back or yeah. master with ensuite and things like that. See, the issue is trying to find a house that fits exactly what you want. Very rarely, I guess, do you find exactly what you want if you're buying a new home or an existing home, but you're buying from the market. Nine times out of 10, you've got to do some alterations so that you're happy. It really just depends on what you want to achieve at the end of the day yeah. and what's the most efficient. So getting the builder and designer slash architect involved from the get-go and getting that town planner to let you know if you can knock it down or what your options are and then obviously cost implications on that. So, Yeah, you just need some, I guess, some early input when you're starting on that journey to work out which way you're going to go and which is going to be the best option for that particular property. That's it. So it's just about all the consultants working together from the get-go and getting your team in place. Sounds like a message we've said before. A few podcasts prior to that, it was just about the most efficient way to start your build and renovation. The four stages that we sort of apply to make sure that your project's a success. So basically for this, we've actually got a blog on our website if you want a little bit more information about knockdowns and rebuilds or just new builds in general, small sites, 400 sites and 400 plus sites and all these different things. So if you're after a bit of resources, we've got some stuff on our blog on our website if you're looking for more information. But apart from that, that's probably about it in terms of renos versus new homes. Have you got anything else you'd like to? No, just if you've enjoyed the episode, like, share and subscribe. And if you've got any questions, you can hit us up on our Facebook group, Building with Bluebird. Or yeah, find us on Instagram. Yeah, or jump on our website. That's right. Well, good. Well, we'll see you next time. See you next time.